was March 2020 when Ray Blake, the associate head coach of Stanford Wrestling, awoke to the sound of his alarm. I woke up at 7.04. I looked over. I had an email at 4.23 in the morning from Facebook saying I'd been removed as an admin from our social media accounts. Ray reached out to the social media director, Regina, about his loss of access. You know, I was like, hey, what's up with this? And she said, you know, I was told they were doing some routine maintenance, but I'm a little bit worried about my own job. Later that morning, Ray received an invite to a Zoom meeting. We did notice that there were only certain coaching staffs on that invitation, you know, and not any of the revenue sports. That was when we pieced it all together. It got Shoney and said, our program's about to get dropped. Within 30 minutes, there was a press release announcing the 11 sports cut and leaving 240 athletes without teams and 42 staff members without jobs. Throughout the next 10 minutes, you'll hear from many voices. You'll hear from three student athletes on the wrestling team, Lucci, Shane, and Ty, as well as their two coaches, Ray Blake and Jason Borelli. Right after Ray Blake and his fellow coaches received the call about the team being cut, they made the decision to alert their athletes. This is Lucci Arroyo who was a sophomore at the time. After that call, I basically ran downstairs and told my parents in tears, honestly, because it just got ripped out so fast and so quickly with no explanation. Here's Ty, one of Lucci's teammates now. At the time, I was a sophomore in high school, and obviously I was shocked by the news. Stanford was my dream school, and I believed that wrestling was the bridge to that dream. I felt heartbroken, and the crazy thing is they hadn't even reached out yet. It wasn't like I was getting recruited yet, and I still felt like I could achieve that dream. For many athletes, their sport opens doors to opportunities they never thought possible. The inherent qualities instilled by sports, such as unwavering dedication and unyielding commitment, become guiding principles for young athletes navigating the pursuit of their collegiate competition dreams. This narrative is particularly poignant in sports like wrestling, a quintessential blue-collar endeavor. In addition to offering the chance to compete at the collegiate level, wrestling becomes a transformative vehicle capable of elevating not only individual aspirations, but also socioeconomic standing, creating a ripple effect that extends to future generations. Wrestling at Stanford had been my dream since first grade when my dad made me set goals for myself, and he had always known that that was my dream, and he pushed me towards it every day. Jason Brelli, head coach of Stanford Wrestling at the time, was determined to bring back the program and lead his team towards a greater sense of unity and peace in order to triumph over this decision. Uh, we wanted to make sure they understood we were going to fight it, we were going to overturn the, that decision, and, and we wanted to give the guys hope because we felt like if they heard the message from the athletic department that it would really deflate a lot of guys. That kind of sucked with me that Borelli was just still confident and like, we're, we're going to fight for this thing and we're going to get it back. And he, he had this kind of determination and, and peace. It kind of alleviated the pressure and the anxiety of the situation. Even though the team was set on fighting back, there was still no clear way forward. Stanford's decision to cut certain sports left the team with more questions than answers, as the university offered minimal insight into the motivations behind this pivotal move. The Board of Trustees and Department of Athletics, the two groups responsible for the decision, cited competitive excellence and financial considerations as the primary driving forces. Despite the group's reasoning, most still felt like things weren't adding up. One of the cut teams, women's lightweight rowing, had just won their fifth consecutive national championship, making the competitive excellence argument weak. Furthermore, Stanford Wrestling had raised $12 million in the ability to self-fund their program, making the financial considerations argument irrelevant. We got to the point where we were raising money and we could have funded ourselves. 
Despite the overwhelming confusion surrounding the cut, the team found a way forward through a new organization. We realized there was strength in it being together and being united. And that's the 36 sports strong came together. And when we decided to, to all pull together, that gave us so much more strength. The 36 Sports Strong Reinstatement Alliance is a group of Stanford University alumni who represent all 36 of the university's varsity sports. The group was formed by athletes, parents, and notable alumni, such as Andrew Luck and U.S. Senator Cory Booker. The alliance focused on reinstating all 11 teams, which Stanford had previously cut, by raising awareness and resources through alumni and community members. Meanwhile, the Stanford wrestling team was preparing to enter their final season. They had to get creative to practice and compete within county and state COVID-19 restrictions, wrestling outdoors and setting up mats in the field hockey stadium. That experience definitely brought us closer than I think it would have if we didn't have a cut. You know, I'm not sure if we'd have that same culture if it wasn't for that trial. Some of the team's freshmen resorted to creating a steam workout room in their dorm bathroom, turning every shower on hot and stuffing every crevice with towels to trap the heat inside. I had some of my darkest workouts in that room because the moment you walk in, it is 100 plus degrees. You're wearing sweats, you're drenched, and you feel like you want to die. But testing their limits also brought them closer together. I also had some of the best times playing some music with my buddies, and you know, when one guy was feeling down, we were able to pick him back up. By March, there was still a lot of uncertainty hanging over the heads of those fighting to earn a spot in the NCAA championships that year in St. Louis. Despite wrestling being a team sport, it was up to individual wrestlers to qualify. Among those individuals was Shane Griffith, a junior who was coming off an impressive sophomore campaign as Pac-12 Wrestler of the Year. I mean, truthfully, I for one, thought we weren't going to have an opportunity to compete. So it's hard to stay motivated, come in every day with an end goal ahead without necessarily believing you're going to have an end goal. You should work every day for something. You don't know when the end is near, but just being prepared and ready for that opportunity once it comes and keeping everyone on this train to keep moving forward was a big part of that. Shane was in fact prepared when March came around. He and the Stanford Cardinal were ready to give it their all in their very last competition. In an effort to visibly protest Stanford's decision, the entire team wore black singlets instead of their Stanford uniforms. To make matters more dramatic, this competition was like nothing any of them had experienced before. COVID had made the arena virtually empty, but Shane still felt the support of the wrestling community behind him as the whole crowd broke out in chant. Over the summer, one of 11 sports told they'd be eliminated the alumni have raised more than $12 million, enough to fund the program into perpetuity. He may be the last ever to wrestle for Stanford. The odds stacked against him, but now he is number one. When the match was over, Shane was declared the victor. Instantly, he became an overnight sensation, with the program's resilience being highlighted across the news and social media. For his teammates like Lucy, this was a sign of hope. I think that was our first glimpse of a real hope of bringing back the program. You know, we fought so much for months on end and holding on to this this mission that our coach set us on, this this vision we had to save the program, but we didn't get any budge and we tried so hard. But when we had that and Shane won the national title and we had the airtime, that really was a window I feel like that cracked, really moved the meter, you know, and really saw a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel. If I had to put in one word, it was exhilarating. 
It's what I thought would have been Stanford's last match ever wrestled. I felt like I was in Shane's shoes. Like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous. But when he became victorious, I want to say I was relieved. I didn't know if it was going to change everything, but I was excited that Stanford was going out on a bang because even though I didn't know if I was going to be able to wrestle there, I still wanted to support. For Shane, this win was a testament to the foundation that they had set at the beginning of the year. I think it was even better that we were recognized for the whole mantra of staying together and not abandoning ship and just giving it one last ride. And at the end of the day, I think that was more special than anything. And then it happened. I got woken up to people just yelling outside. And I was like, wow, people are screaming. I go, I'm like, what happened? What happened? And I looked down and lightweight rowing team looks up and goes, Luchi, we got saved. We're back. We're back. And the first thing I did was run down the hall and hug all my boys and we're, we're smiling, we're laughing, we're, we're kind of in tears, we're just, just in awe that what happened. We're like, there's no way, we, we're back. It was May 18th, 2021, when they announced the stunning reversal to not cut any of the 11 programs. The decision came following a meeting with the 36 Sports Strong leadership team and the president of the university. I literally started crying on the plane when I like saw all the texts and I was just super emotional. That's an awesome feeling, just especially this whole time of just staying together and really believing in the bigger picture and showing if you put in the work and resilience and you fight for what you believe in, you could always get rewarded and hopefully come out on top like we did. I was just like, yeah, we did it. We did it. Like, I'm just going to relax. I was so thrilled because I've had got recruited by a few more schools before that, but this was the one. I knew this is where I wanted to be. Being here has changed me so much. I've surrounded myself with just a bunch of good human beings. It's probably had a bigger impact than anything else. Because of what Shane did and everyone contributing to the Keep Standard Wrestling, these young family members in my life look up to me, and now these dreams are attainable through them for them. This episode was produced by Caitlin Auth, Charlie Derricott, Rick Mim, and Ty Montero for the Stanford Storytelling Project. The music in this episode was produced by Blue Dot Sessions, the Free Music Archives, and Kevin McLeod. We'd like to thank Lucia Arroyo, Shane Griffith, Jason Brelli, and Ray Blake for their stellar interviews. We would also like to thank Professor Davis and the entire Intro to Podcast Storytelling class for their constructive feedback throughout this process.